God bless you and welcome to another episode of the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson, and I'm excited today. Um, in this episode, we're going to deal with, I think, a very important subject. We're going to break it down into a couple of segments. And so our subject is going to be uh, praying effectively. Uh, one of the things that over my years of being a pastor and uh, being a Christian and walking with the Lord is learning how to pray. And, and so many of us pray, but maybe we don't know how to pray, but yet we pray because for most of us, prayer is just communication with God. We're just talking to the Lord, but we're going to go deeper than that um, in this particular episode. So let's get ready to dive in. If you're watching this uh, live, because this is pre-recorded, and so if you're watching this live, I'll be interacting in the chat. And so you can ask questions um, and I will try my best to answer your questions. Hopefully we get a lot of your questions answered throughout this particular teaching uh, to those who support uh, this podcast, who support me as a minister. Thank you so much for all your support. We just came back from um, a very powerful uh, ministry uh, assignment in Indiana uh, where we preached uh, uh, stop worrying uh, to a congregation. Uh, one congregation, uh, their church had been damaged uh, by a fire and smoke. Another church, they had been without a pastor. And the Lord sent me 1150 miles, 17 hour drive to tell them to stop worrying. And they were very encouraged. And so those of you that supported us and uh, gave uh, to help us make that trip. Thank you so much. And those that, that support our, our podcast and um, who contribute monthly or weekly or uh, one, every now and then, thank you so much for all your support. Thank you. Continue to give. Our giving information is in the description. You can click on that and give at any time. Let's dive into this uh, particular lesson, Praying Effectively. Um, so if you're watching this live, I want you to type into the comments, um, your questions about prayer. And then number two, type into the comments prayers that you have prayed and God has answered. I really want people to see the testimonies of how prayer is effective, that when we pray according to God's will, as we will dive into in this, in this, uh, episode, um, we'll find out that prayer is powerful. Um, we were praying for provision and God came through and provided for everything for the trip uh, so that we needed nothing. Um, uh, God has come through so many times for our church, for me personally. Um, and so if you have testimonies of times where you prayed and God answered, share those in the comments. And I know you may say, well, that's going to be a long story. Put it in there. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, and make sure you let me know where you're watching from. If you're on YouTube or on Facebook, uh, let me know where you're tuning in from. So let's dive into this. Um, praying according to God's will is the first thing that we must recognize if we're going to pray effectively. Um, here's a key word, and you know me and my studies of words, the term will or God's will, um, this definition, uh, 2307 in your strong stylema can be understood as God's desired plan or intention 
uh, for our lives. Uh, it comes from the Greek word "thelo," which is 2309, which means to wish or to desire. Uh, when we talk about God's will, we are referring to his preferred will, his best offer for us that can be accepted or rejected. This is important because when it comes down to prayer, as we take our petitions to the Lord, the Lord may have a different answer than the answer that we wanted. We may go in praying, uh, Father, fix my husband. And we may come out of prayer finding out that God needed to fix us. Oh, man. We may go into prayer saying, Father, fix my wife <laughs> and come out of prayer realizing that God needs us to do something about us. And so there's a prefix or suffix, sorry, M-A. So on thylema, added to thelo, which is the root word, um, this emphasizes the result or the outcome that God hopes for in his particular desire. This term is usually referring to God, but sometimes it, it refers to uh, men. But this signifies his preferred will for his people. He has a preferred outcome. Why do I use the term preferred? Because God is not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. And, but God knows the best outcome. He knows the best um, possible ending to the story. And so he prefers a certain way. We ought to take that way because that's going to be the best way. Aligning our prayers with God's will is essentially uh, is essential for us. Uh, it allows us to have a fruitful and effective prayer life. When we pray and we communicate with God, exchanging our wishes for his desires and his thoughts, we can find out that this is crucial to understanding God's desires and plans uh, are perfect and far better than ours. They're, they're just better than ours. The Bible provides several verses uh, that emphasize the importance of aligning our prayers with God's will. And here are a couple. So you ready? Here's some verses. So uh, the first one, you probably already guessed it. First John chapter five, verse 14. And uh, this, and this is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, that he hears us. This verse assures us that when we pray according to God's will, our prayers are heard. It implies that praying in accordance with God's will ensures alignment with his perfect plan. I, I think the struggle is that when we go into prayer, usually we go into prayer because something is pressing on us, not because we're seeking to be aligned with God. And so when Jesus' disciples asked him, um, teach us to pray, um, the account of it in Matthew uh, chapter 6 and verse 10, he says, your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus taught his disciples to pray in this manner, acknowledging God's authority and submitting to God's will. This verse emphasizes the importance of seeking God's will above our own in our prayers. That when we go into prayer, 
we want what God prefers to be happening on earth versus what we prefer. Oh man, that's deep. That I might want something to go a certain way when I go into prayer, but when I come out of prayer, I'm wanting it to go the way that God desires because I believe that God's way is best. Ah, and I'm gonna go deeper into that. I'm gonna go deeper into that. Watch this. When we're aligning our prayers with God's will, it is closely interconnected with faith. And when we look at the word prayer, 4336, uh, 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 um, praying involves exchanging our wants or desires for God's wants and desires as he then imparts faith for us to go and do what he wants and desires. When we go in with our desires, we should come out with his and the faith, oh God, to accomplish the things that he desires. Man, <laughs> it's important to note that aligning our prayers with God's will does not mean that we cannot present our desires. We can go to God and tell him what's on our heart. God is a loving father. He delights in our desires and cares about our needs. However, aligning our prayers with his will means prioritizing his plans and purposes above our own and trusting in his wisdom and that it is far more surpassing than ours, that it is much better that whatever we think is right, we defer to God's wisdom because he knows what's right. Ah, this is good. Instead of us leaning on our own understanding, we acknowledge him in all our ways that he may direct our path, even in our prayers. This is important that when we're discerning God's will, we can approach this in various ways. Number one, if we're going to know what God wants, what God desires, if we're going to understand what God prefers and what God's plan is, we're going to have to do uh, a better job of studying God's word to know and understand him rather than studying God's word to know what it says and use it for our own uh, purposes and plans. We want to understand what God wants. And so the Bible is God's revealed word to us. It provides guidance and wisdom for every aspect of life. When we immerse ourselves in the scriptures, we can gain insight about God's character, his principles, and his will. Reading and meditating on God's word will help us to align our thoughts and our desires with his. For example, you guys know this verse very well, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove or to test and discern what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What is my goal? To discern what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm not trying to discern what's best for me. I'm trying to discern what's 
God's will, because God's will is not just best for me, but it's best for everybody connected to me, everybody that I'll run into, everybody that I will have contact with. God's will encompasses our entire life, where so often our will is only about us. And so it's important that when we go into prayer, we have a good handle on God's word. Because in God's word, we can see what God's will is because God's will is revealed through God's word. Now, these are things that you've heard me say over and over and over again. If you follow me, if you're a member of our church, um, if you've heard me teach, to know God's word connects us with God's will, but it also transforms our thinking and helps us to think in ways that align with God's will. And so it's important to study the scriptures. Uh, uh, 2 Timothy 2.15, Paul says, study the scriptures. He says, uh, uh, be diligent to study and show yourself approved to God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Who am I studying for? I'm studying so that I can be approved by God, not be approved by people. I need God's approval on the way I think, God's approval on the way I approach a situation, God's approval. And so if I have God's approval because I understand what God's word says, then I can know confidently that I'm praying according to his will and therefore know that he hears me. And so if we're going to discern God's will, we've got to study his word, but we also have to have people in our lives that are well studied, that are that you can look at their life and you can see that they are living their life in alignment with God's will, that their heart's desire is to follow him and to follow after him. And so uh, seek guidance from wise counsel. Uh, you want godly uh, and wise individuals to provide valuable insight and perspective into your life. Proverbs 19 and verse 20 reminds us to listen to the advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. When we consult mentors, pastors, spiritually uh, mature friends who have a deep understanding of God's word, it helps us to gain additional wisdom and discernment. Uh, the Bible says, uh, blessed is a man in Psalms 1, 1, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Who, who are the ungodly? Those people who put their own opinions, their own desires, their own ways above God's opinion, God's desire, God's ways. Those people are ungodly. Why? Because they're not governed by their relationship with God. They may not even have a relationship with God. You've got to be careful when you get advice from people who don't put God's priorities as their priority. When they give you advice, they're not going to give you advice that aligns you with God. They're going to give you advice that aligns you with them. Woo! <laughs> oh, man. And so often we have gotten advice from people that align you with how they think, but not with how God desires and what he thinks. Mm. Yeah. 
And so when you're seeking wise and godly counsel, you've got to observe people's lives and see if they're making the sacrifices to live for God. It, it, are, they, are they submitted to the will of God? Do you see them actively doing according to God's will when you look at their life? Because if, if they're not, then they're going to align you with their thoughts, their desires, their wishes, and they're going to put you in a place where you're doing what they want you to do versus what God wants you to do. Mm. Pray for guidance. Prayer is a direct communication with God. As we seek his will, we can significantly or specifically ask for guidance and wisdom. Now, we know what scripture says in James chapter 1 and verse 5, that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. <laughs> and God will not hold it back. He will not hold back, but he will give you generously wisdom and he won't find fault with you. Uh, through prayer, we can invite the Holy Spirit to guide us and reveal God's will to our hearts and minds. Oh, God, I just feel that right now. There might be somebody watching right now. You've been studying the word. You've gotten wise uh, counsel. Now you're taking what you understand in the word and what you've heard from wise counsel before the Lord and saying, God, show me the right way. Give me wisdom. I pray right now that God would reveal to you the path that you need to take uh, in Jesus name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And once you've prayed, listen to the Holy Spirit. Ah, Listen to him. The Holy Spirit plays a pivotal role and guiding us and revealing God's will. Jesus promised in John chapter 16 and verse 13 that the Holy Spirit would guide us into all truth. He would even show us things to come. And so by cultivating a relationship with the Holy Spirit through prayer and worship and meditation, we can develop sensitivity to his leading. Mm, God, we need that. Um, Holy Spirit often speaks to our hearts and provides confirmation and brings clarity as we seek God's will. The Holy Spirit will um, give you unctions. He will move you. He will give you impressions. You'll be like, ah, you know, and you've got to learn to be sensitive to that. You've got to spend more time in prayer, seeking to align your heart and your thoughts with God. And when you do that, you'll start to see the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you in directions. And see, this is why you got to keep going back and testing things. Even when you get wise counsel, go take it back to the word, test it. Everything needs uh, accountability. Everything should have checks and balances. You don't read the word without wise counsel. You don't pray without reading the word. You don't seek wise counsel without prayer. You see what I'm saying? Everything should have checks and balances. These things should be working in tune, in step, and in harmony with each other in order to give you a good understanding of what God's will is so that when you pray it, you know you can have confidence that it will come to pass. Um, observe open and closed doors. <laughs> God often opens and closes doors to guide us in his will. I think it was Paul who said clearly um, in uh, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 16 uh, and verse 7 that there is an open and effective door, but there are many adversaries. 
that God will open a door in uh, Colossians chapter four. And I believe in, in verse six, he said that, uh, pray that God would open a door to preach the gospel. Um, as a matter of fact, in Acts chapter 16, uh, verses six, uh, six through 10, you see the story of Paul where Holy Spirit says, no, don't go here. He turns in another direction. Holy Spirit says, no, don't go there. Then he has a vision at night of a man from Macedonia saying, come over here and help us. Come over here and help us. And that vision leads him to go uh, to Macedonia and Philippi and do great and powerful and effective ministry in that place. And so Holy Spirit will say, no, here, don't go that way or don't go that way because and not because you're doing anything wrong, not because you're sinning, but because uh, he knows what's best because he wants to lead and guide you according to God's will. And so observe the opening and the closing of doors. There's opportunities to preach the gospel. There's opportunities to pray for people. There's opportunities to be a blessing. And then there's opportunities that close and you feel the, the door close on that. Like, okay, I'm not going to try to force my way in there because that door is closed. But when the doors open, you've got to go through the open door that the Lord shows you. Ah, that's good. That's somebody's word. Because a lot of times we're asking God to open doors and, and God says, well, I've already opened some doors. <laughs> and so you've got to check out the doors that are open. And then you got to know when God is closing a door and it may not be because it's sinful and it's wrong. It's just not now. It's just not appropriate in this moment. It's not his best offer at this particular time. He actually has something else in mind for you. Mm, thank you, God. These are just a few practical ways to discern God's will. It's important that we remember to discern God's will uh, will require humility and patience and a willingness to submit or surrender our own desires. Think about Jesus in the garden as he prayed and he said, Lord, if there's another way, take this cup from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And so as we seek to align our prayers and desires with his will, uh, God promises to guide and direct our path. I want you, if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook, if you follow me on Facebook, I want you to send me testimonies of those answered prayers. Um, if you haven't put them in the comments already, um, send them to me. I, I want to... I, I want to share those testimonies um, in our next session. And so this is this is part one. We're going to do part two. We're going to talk about trusting God's uh, provision um, and because God, uh, as we pray, God will provide for us. But sometimes we miss God's provision because we're not seeking God's will. We're seeking our will and what we want. And so I pray that uh, this episode helps you and benefits you. Uh, remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Thank you for watching the Love That Neighbor podcast.